You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode from Beneath. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster, Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Star Wars fans, welcome back. Rebel Cells, we are uh, powering through, Mike, some uh, Resistance, and wow, this is the week right here. This is the week uh, a lot of us have been waiting for. It is. Tons of great content. I mean, not to jump over Resistance, but... This is the week, man. We got Mandalorian. We got Fallen Order coming out later in the week, so I'm going to be playing that all next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is uh, we're finally here. But we we have more to talk about the Mandalorian in our new podcast, faster, more intense. So if you're listening to this, be sure to find that uh, and listen to our first episode, which will probably be, be out what Wednesday, Thursday, sometime. Should be out Wednesday morning. Yeah, it should be out Wednesday, Wednesday morning. morning. We're so, gonna we're gonna record awesome. it tomorrow night so as of recording like this we're recording this on monday morning um thankfully it's the holiday so uh i we can uh we can crank this out in the morning um and uh and clear the way i got some work to do i got actually a lot of work to do um <laughs> to get ready for uh for for faster more intense uh uh wednesday morning but we're gonna record that actually tomorrow night um Disney Plus. Here, I'll, I'll, let's jump into the Disney Plus news. Yeah. So yeah. we have a couple of details. So for those who uh, who don't know um, the details for Disney Plus's launch, um, what's going to be happening is it's actually going to go live um, at at nine a.m. Tuesday. So uh, for I, I was kind of hoping that it was going to go live at midnight Eastern. Yeah. On. <laughs> On Tuesday, like so that basically on the West Coast we would get it at 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 nine o'clock on Monday night, <laughs> so that mm. would be tonight. But um, but no, we're gonna get it tomorrow morning. So I I'll be waking up at six a.m. tomorrow to get situated with Disney Plus and then watch the first episode of The Mandalorian, um, and uh, and then I will head to work 
and uh, providing everything is working properly and I can download it to my phone, I'm probably going to watch it a second time on the way to work. Um, if not, like yeah. part of it on the way to work and part of it on the right. way home. Yeah. Um, just so that we're really familiar with that first episode to record Tuesday night. And then I will edit the podcast and uh, and get it out for Wednesday morning, uh, posted and everything. Um, on so what'll happen is I mean like it'll be available um, for direct download. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be in this feed, but the f- the specific faster, more intense feed won't be up until iTunes approves that iTunes and Google Play and blah blah. Like I have to I have to go through and submit it to everything. Um, and in order to do that, like that, that takes some time. They all, it has to go through the approval process, but so that'll, but the episode will be available on this feed, um, the rebel cells feed on Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. So you actually, for now, you actually don't have to do anything, um, but I, I, so this is, this is actually what's going to happen. So what I'm going to do is this feed is actually going to become, uh, so if you're already subscribed, this feed is going to become the combined feed for both shows. Um, and, uh, I haven't talked to Tim and Kyle yet, uh, about the saga continues, but we might integrate that into this feed as well. So you'll actually get all three shows on one feed. Um, and then I will create individual feeds for a different feed for rebel cells and a different feed for faster, more intense. And that way, those of you who are listening and want to listen to all of it, you're, you're fine. Like it's easy. Um, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to change anything, but if you don't want to listen to faster, more intense, I'm not sure why you wouldn't, if you like this podcast, but if you don't want to, or you don't don't want to listen to to the saga continues, you can either stay subscribed to this feed and just not download those episodes or delete those episodes, not listen to them, or you can unsubscribe and resubscribe to the individual feeds. Um, but that way, everybody everybody will you won't miss any episodes of the new podcast. But uh, like I've been talking about, this is all stuff. It's not going to happen all overnight. You're going to get faster, more intense because it's new. I will make sure is, is on the feeds, but, um, but you're not going to, um, uh, it's not, uh, not everything is going to happen all at once. Cause I have to kind of, there's some technical stuff I have to do in the background to make sure that everything moves over to where it belongs. And the more I talk about this, actually, that like every time I talk about it, the more I'm like, Oh wait, but then I have to do that. And then I have to do that. And then I have to do that. So one of those things is, is faster, more intense. I was originally planning on putting it on thunder quack right now, but that means that I would have to duplicate the posts on thunder quack and rebel cells. And then when I go to move the rest of rebel cells over to thunder quack, there would be duplicate episodes. So I actually can't do that. I have to do it on rebel cells. So I, there's your peek behind the curtain. It's there's a lot of moving parts. Um, but in 2020, um, actually probably before the end of the year, all of, um, thunder quack podcast is already on thunderquack.com, but all of rebel cells and faster, more intense will also be on, uh, on thunderquack.com 
So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, you can look forward to that, but like, it really won't change anything for any of you guys. What it will change is, uh, is where you get your news. Um, if you, uh, if you, if you go to the website, but honestly, um, the, the better way to stay up to date with us is, is by either following us on Facebook or Twitter, um, and getting, getting the links to the news through there. Um, and then it won't really matter to you cause you'll just click on the link and it'll take you wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I it, like all of the news and everything will be on thunderquack.com as well. Um, the idea there being that if you are into more than just star Wars, you come to thunderquack.com, you'll also get, um, you know, like DC TV news. You'll get uh, Marvel movie and Marvel TV news and stuff. All of that stuff will be on thunderquack.com. And <laughs> my hope is that in the new year, I'll actually wait. There's a, we have a couple of really, really big changes coming, um, behind the scenes, like some hosting changes and stuff like that, that are actually going to mean that we have a much bigger budget to work with in 2020. And that means that, uh, uh, I might actually be able to pay freelance writers to write some content <laughs> for the website, <laughs> which, hey, um, which would be really cool. Stuff. Cause then we'll have some actual articles, um, original content, not just news stuff, not just press release type stuff. Um, right. but some actual, like, uh, uh, you know, like top tens and, and, uh, and, and th- think piece articles about star Wars and Marvel and, and DC and all that stuff. So, um, all that stuff that, that Thunderquack covers, um, it'll all be at home there and, uh, and you'll be able to more easily find the other podcasts and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, that's all stuff for next year. Um, Disney plus launching, tomorrow uh uh and i mean like as of as of the launch of this episode because i'll get this out tonight um but uh yeah man it's exciting isn't it weird that um not weird but so the the disney app i was actually looking for it yesterday i'm like you know i'm gonna i want to obviously pre-download this app so Mm -hmm. i can just go in tomorrow hit the app and then go but you can't like there's no it looks like you have to download the app and do the do all that I guess day of, yeah, which is kind of I don't know. I was kind of bummed. I was, I was kind of hoping to to actually download the app and then kind of you know do some browsing without buying. I figured they would let the app go a few days and you can kind of browse around and see. Oh, look at, and just look at all the content before you actually it goes live. So I was a little disappointed that they didn't have that app out right now. So you can kind of like I said browse around. But in any event, it's fine. And the launch time is so bizarre, right? It's like what time is it? It's like nine six. What is it's, it again? it's 9 a.m. Eastern time. So that's uh, okay. 6 a.m. So for six. us. Yeah, so that's why yeah, I'm like, like I'm, I'm going to wake up early and I'm just going to watch the yeah. Mandalorian first thing in the morning. But it, so yeah. it's, it's, there's supposed to be apps on iOS and Android uh, and, and Google, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Xbox. then, and then, yeah, there's supposed to be apps on Xbox, PlayStation 4, I, I, and then eventually they're saying that there might even be one for Nintendo Switch, which would be really cool. Um, yeah. But I, I, whether or not it, they all launch tomorrow is a big old question mark. Um, hopefully they do. I, mm-hmm. But the other part of that is, yeah, okay, 9 a.m., on the the you know for the website uh 9 a.m eastern for the website that's fine that's easy for disney plus to control but will it be 9 a.m eastern time for the playstation app 
for the Apple yeah. app. I, the, right. a, the iOS and Android Google Play apps, I have to imagine they're going to launch at the same time. They they have to, right? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, there it it's it's very. Um, I don't want to sit and watch it on my laptop. That's my thing, right? Like it's like if yeah. I have to, I right. will. But but I really want to watch this on my TV, on my big 55-inch TV, right? Right. So um, hopefully they've got it all sorted out and it all works properly first thing in the morning. But yeah, that's my that's my like my worry is these things. You know, typically when you launch something, there's always like these bugs and and think workarounds and you know updates that they have to fix and that was my only concern was like i'm going to download this thing on tuesday when this is supposed to come out and you know i'm going to try to download it on the xbox and then on roku so if you know if i can watch it on my tv or my big screen whatever uh, i just like you said i hope that that it is all working and vetted so i don't want to jump into it all of a sudden oh it, we, you know error and then oh, great now i gotta watch it on my phone or or something goofy like that i just hope it all is has been tested, you know, and, and when there's no, there's no issues, but we'll see, you know, a few more hours ago, we'll, we'll actually find out. I'm going to be like you, Mike, I think I'd be probably watching this thing, um, at work at some point of the day, you know, on a break or something and have to come home and then put it on the big screen just to get the full effect later on that day. So, uh, it's just going to be so hard. What's going to be the problem is you're going to have to stay off social media uh, until you see this thing, because I'm sure everybody's going to be mm-hmm. tweeting about this thing at, at 7 a.m. If this thing comes out at 6, 7 a.m. is when all the uh, tweets are going to come out about what people think about it, you know, so it's going to be tough to navigate the old social media posts about this thing, which obviously have been all positive so far, but it'll be nice to see what, uh, you know, the regular Star Wars public thinks about about this series. So, man, we're right there, though. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and then, of course, Disney has all their fantastic content going to be on the thing so it's gonna be fun to kind of navigate through that tomorrow and and see what other gems are you, you kind of forgotten about as you know like oh i forgot yes you know like all these mm-hmm. you know animated movies and just the catalog is so immense that uh, it'll be fun to discover things again so well yeah um, i mean i'll yeah. also be watching uh, uh the world according to jeff goldblum i'm all i will definitely oh, watch right. at least one episode of that tomorrow <laughs> um, yeah yeah yeah, that would be funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so we're all geared up for tomorrow, Disney Plus. Um, the other thing is that uh, I was really surprised when you told me this. You got, not got through, like you said, you uh, listened to the whole Resistance Reborn uh, book. Uh, so we're, I guess, looking forward to what you thought. Yeah. I, yeah, so I did I did finish it last week when we recorded. I was... I was uh, few chapters in i think like four or five chapters in um i very quickly got through the rest of it um and uh and and i enjoyed it it was good um the (laughs) the problems that i had with it last week didn't really go away they 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 persisted these the whenever whenever it's like here's here's the additional characters that aren't from the movies or comics or something else um, and it's like we're gonna spend a whole bunch of time with this first order guy, um, uh, this the, this guy working in the Corellian shipyard administration office. It's mm-hmm. like that's not it's it. 
it did end up serving a purpose. It certainly ended up being part of the store, a larger story. Like it all came together at the end. Um, but I still don't think that it was like a worthwhile use of pages, um, Mm. to explore this character and get inside his head because it's really like, it's, it's quite inconsequential to the, the, larger story of star Wars. It's there's some, there's some flavor there to add to, um, sort of context and stuff for, for what's going on in the wider galaxy and, and its relation to, um, to the conflict between the resistance and the first order. But that's it. It's not like it's, it's not nothing hinges on it. Um, but it does begin to explain, and I uh, and um, I'll just this is a very, very light spoiler, but just so that people understand. Um, and I think that it has some context for Star Wars Resistance as well. Um, and I think next week we might actually start getting into some of this. Um, the, the why was right that there is a reason why no one responded to Leia's message. Um, and it's not, it's not because they didn't like, nobody wanted to come to her aid. Um, essentially the first order is, is targeting people. Um, very, like it has a specific list. Um, I, which actually, I guess, isn't a spoiler if you're watching star Wars resistance, because we know that Kaz and, and a lot of the other key players from Star Wars Resistance, all, everybody from Castellon, basically. So, like, Kaz, Yeager, Tora, uh, uh, the, the, um, uh, Captain Doza. Like, they, they are all on this list of um, essentially, like, h- high-value targets for, for the First Order. And that's why, like, just... It, it's what I said. I was right. What's happening to... The Colossus is happening to basically every other major ally that Leia would have. Um, And that's why nobody responds in The Last Jedi. So some people are going to go like, oh, that's a that's a pretty uh, 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 convenient retcon that they're doing in order to justify why nobody should. No, they knew that. They like I, I'm sh- I'm sure that that Ryan Johnson wrote it first, like he, he and 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 um, whoever he wrote it with, I can't remember their name. They wrote that first, and then uh, and then the story group took that and went, okay, we're gonna work this into Star Wars Resistance. We're gonna work it into Resistance Reborn. We're gonna work work it into this comic book over here. This this this, right? Um, and and they and they 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 figured out like what the what the logistical reason for nobody responding was um Mm. but yeah so to say that it's resistance reborn is about explaining that it's about um it's about explaining how the resistance is going to get around that and still rally together um and and become the resistance and and it's obviously it's the title is resistance reborn it would be a pretty bad title if the resistance wasn't reborn in that but it is just the beginning it is um it's actually it reminds me a lot a lot of star wars rebels um there's 
it, it's almost deja vu. Um, and that's Star Wars storytelling for you is that, you know, these things tend to tend to mirror and reflect. It's the, like, as George Lucas says, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, and what's happening with the resistance definitely mirrors what happened with um, with the rebellion uh, in the <clears throat> in those in those last few months um, leading up to Rogue One. Um, which we which we obviously witnessed a lot of firsthand through the ghost crew in Star Wars Rebels. So um, it it <clears throat> Poe is definitely the main character of the book. I was going to ask you if, if he was. The main it's character. it's okay. definitely um, the the thematic elements, and I say that he's the main character because the thematic elements and the and the main drive of the story. Um, has to do with not only his actions, but what's going on inside him after The Last Jedi. And it is a shame that this is in a book and not in an animated series or a movie because the majority of people, not Star Wars fans, I think that a lot of Star Wars fans are going to read Resistance Reborn or at least will know this part of Resistance Reborn. But... um, a lot of the general public that's going to go see the rise of Skywalker isn't going to go through the process of, of dealing with the last Jedi, the way that, that like the hardcore fans that are going to read this book um, are going to deal with that via Poe Dameron. Um, Mm -hmm. He, it's not spoilerish to say that like he has a lot of uh, 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 baggage from his decisions in the last Jedi. Um, right. and I, I love it. I think it's great. And I don't think that it's an apology for the story of the last Jedi, which I think that some people will probably end up trying to use this as, Oh, this is Lucasfilm trying to, to, to double back on, on what they did with Poe. I think that Poe's story in the last Jedi is meant to be a flawed story. He screws up at, at several points, right? Um, he's not the only one. I think the whole resistance without Leia, without their senior leadership, is lost. And that sure, includes yeah. Holdo, right? Um, yeah. She doesn't make the right choices to include the right people to make sure that that their plan works. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she, yeah, she kind of takes the what happens between Leia and Poe and she she doubles down on that, which is not what Leia would have done. Right. Um, because Leia knows Poe and Leia would have not wanted Poe going off half cocked and coming up yeah. with some sort of a crazy scheme with his friends. Um, the sort of thing that her Han and Luke would have done back in the day. Um, so like that, like, but in any case, like Poe makes a bunch of mistakes. He does go off half cocked. He does, lead a mutiny and and there are consequences to that not in the sense of like uh, obviously there are consequences in the movie most of the resistance ends up dead as a result of a lot of of their decisions i mean ultimately it's it's dj that's that's entirely responsible for that but had poe finn and rose not gone off on their solo mission um and lieutenant conix is included in this she she played a part um then then that wouldn't have happened right um they could have they could have slipped away under under the first order scopes and not and the first order wouldn't have realized 
they would have thought that they defeated the resistance and they would have been too busy celebrating to notice that, uh, that, <laughs> that the, the, that the good guys got away. But, um, so there's Poe de- is dealing with that in this book and that's, it's a really, really big part of it. So that's why I say he's the main character. The other, uh, the other central characters are, um, uh, wedge Antilles. Um, so there's a really big part of it with him. Um, snap is a really big part of it. Snap Wexley. Um, yeah. uh, and it's obviously cause his story connects into wedges, um, from the aftermath trilogy. Um, and then, and then this guy, uh, I, uh, oh, I cannot remember his name for the life of me. The first order wannabe guy there. There's a, there's a big part of it with him. The, the Leia, I guess is also a, a big part of the story as well. We deal with a lot of her, her, um, sort of, uh, grief and stuff like that after, after what's happened. My, the, the, the two things that are disappointing in the book is first and foremost um a lot of time is spent grieving for luke's death no time is spent grieving for han's death in fact if i'm recalling correctly i don't think it's even mentioned it might be mentioned very early on in relation to uh ray but it is it's almost like it didn't happen or it's almost like it happened like years and years ago when the truth of the the matter is that at the point that we meet them in, in resistance reborn, I think it's probably been about like a couple weeks after the last Jedi, which means it's been a couple of weeks since Han Solo died. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you're going to deal with Leia talking about Luke's death, and talking to Ray about it, it needs to be a conversation of, my God, we lost both of them in the span of a week. Yeah. Right? Like, like Han sacrificed himself, and then Luke sacrificed himself. Um, yeah, like, there's a... There, like, that that needed to be a little bit more um, uh, uh, f- central, I think, um, particularly in relation to Han. But it's not, uh, uh, there's a little bit about Luke, but it's not really very central. Um, it's more about like, Oh, we got to rebuild the resistance. We got to rebuild the resistance. We have to fight the first order. Um, now that part of that might just be like the idea of Leia kind of ignoring what she needs to process and like not actually grieving because she's got to fight. But if that's the case, I think that needed to be stated a little bit more in the book. Um, the other big disappointment is that Hera Cindula and Jason are not in this story at all, um, mm-hmm. which was a big disappointment for me going through it. But I hope that if I put that out there, that other people going into the book will not, um, they won't get disappointed to not yeah. see those characters. Um, or at least, I, so there's a, there is a name drop, but that's it. And mm-hmm. to me, um, yeah, like there are there are two uh, uh, characters that that absolutely like that it's a disservice that they're not involved immediately after the last Jedi, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's Hera, um, and then I I I'm trying to remember her name. I think it's Moxie, the the daughter of. Yeah, um, the daughter of of uh, uh, um, 
Xander Freemaker and um, oh yeah, yeah. and uh, and the and the girl that he's that he's always after that at the end of season two they whatever um, so Moxie Freemaker uh, who is also part of the Resistance and that's Star Wars Lego Star Wars All Stars builds up to that and yeah like you guys who've been listening to this podcast for a long time know that I am just like. I am waiting for the legitimization of the Freemakers in proper <laughs> yeah. canon, um, and and I like those characters deserve it. That it would re- it would require a lot of retconning to explain who the Freemakers are, p- particularly Rowan and where he is and what's happened. Um, but Moxie doesn't require that. Moxie is a very easy addition that you can just go, "Yep, there's Moxie Freemaker." Um, because like you can you can leave a lot of those those other stones unturned in mm-hmm. the proper canon and just say that no the freemakers do exist in canon but obviously lego star wars is a very different type of storytelling so it may not match exactly with what we know about those characters but i like i love lego star wars uh the freemaker adventures and lego star wars all-stars in particular i think that they've done such great storytelling with that stuff that that those characters deserve to be included um i would love to see uh the 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 freemaker's ship um in the in in the rise of skywalker uh yeah yeah, at some point in that battle um (laughs) i hope that it is um i don't did the arrowhead survive i don't remember if the arrowhead survived season two need to go back and rewatch it but um if the arrowhead is still around i would love to see the arrowhead as well because that's a very powerful ship that could be very Mm -hmm. useful um yeah but uh i for that reason i don't think that it would be around uh because it basically has the the ability to do the hold on maneuver without dying. Um, <laughs> that was kind yeah. of the whole thing with the arrowhead. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have loved to have gotten a, a mention of of that character. Um, and uh, and and it's a shame that that Hera um, is not included in this story. Uh, if only for the fact that like we know that Hera will be at the final battle. Um, mm. I, cause the ghost is there and there is no way that Hera is sitting that fight out. Um, no, not and, uh, and you have to imagine that Jason's in there as well. And, and, and Jason is important to the legacy of, of the Jedi. And, uh, and, and I, we, I need to know, we need to know what's happened with that character. <laughs> <laughs> post return of the jedi um yeah. he would be at he'd actually he'd be older than ray um he'd be older than 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 most of them um so yeah i'm i, I guess uh he'd actually he'd even be older than poe yeah i uh, so yeah like like we need to know we need to know we need we yeah. need to know what that character is up to because he has kanan's blood flowing through his veins which means that he is a he is a potential jedi um oh yeah which also means that he's potentially not around anymore but uh, uh <laughs> but the purge now yeah yeah what a, you said you mentioned wedge does it um without spoiling yeah um you know we heard that 
that he is, I don't know, was he ever confirmed for the Rise of Skywalker, but rumors have said that he is. Does this book give any inclination of how he I will, is coming back? I will be very surprised if Wedge is not included in that final battle. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be very, very surprised. Hey, the, 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 the story kind of leaves it with a bit of a question mark. Um, but, but I mean, why would you bring him back in this book? Why would you tell this story? Why would, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense if he's not going to show up in the movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, What about on a scale of like one to 10? What would you rate this? Oh, like the book? Yeah. Uh, I I'd say it's probably a solid eight. Oh, okay. That's, it's that's it's good. good. It's like it's yeah. a very good story. Um it it lacks it lacks a three act structure, which which novels tend to lack three act structures. They tend to be to be a bit bigger than that. Um but the because we're jumping around from character to character, it, it it's it's kind of blurry as to like when we're in you know first act second act third act sort of thing um i guess it is there it's just a little bit fuzzy um but but overall it's a it's a very good it's a very good character story plot wise it's a little bit weak but but character wise it's a it's a very good exploration of some of these characters um i'm gonna i i'm gonna score it a little bit higher i think than than some other people because Mm -hmm. it is literally the conclusion of Poe's story arc from the beginning of the Poe Dameron comic through the last Jedi. It actually through, through the force awakens and the last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. And then the comic actually extends past the last Jedi already. And it, it literally picks up where the last issue of Poe Dameron drops off. So um, like that story ends. And then this, this, story picks up with Poe there. Um, mm. So yeah, I, it, it, it fills in a lot of the blanks with Black Squadron. It includes some of my car- favorite characters in the sequel, obviously Poe, um, but uh, but Jess Pava being, being uh, one of my favorite characters in the sequels. Um, and uh, not that she really does anything in The Force Awakens, but um, that's another character that like she... Even if she doesn't make it on screen, I because I, I don't I don't think that Jessica Henwick filmed anything for for Rise of Skywalker. Although if she didn't, that I, I I would be disappointed and surprised because mm-hmm. it's just sit her in a cockpit, right? Like it's yeah. a day's worth of work probably. Of like yeah. I can't <laughs> shake them, right? Like like just just <laughs> yeah. just say fifteen things, um, and your... and we'll and we'll work it into the edit, right? Dogfight dogfight banter, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that Return of the Jedi uh, element, because because if the, if the Force Awakens battle at Starkiller Base is the, um, that's the the a New Hope Death Star battle, right? So we're very focused on a few heroes, and we kind of know who everybody is in that battle. Then I think it's very clear the battle at the end of rise of Skywalker is going to be the, the equivalent of return of the Jedi, but cranked up to 
11 yeah. and then oh, yeah. the knob just broken clean off um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's going to be the best space battle in the history of star wars i yeah. i'll i will go out on a limb right now and say that i i think that we are going to see a lot of talking heads in cockpits in that fight and and my hope is that we we know we'll see obviously a whole lot of poe dameron where we know we're gonna see um We'll see Snap Wexley. We'll see snap, yeah, right. Nina I am maybe. Yeah, Nina. I hope that he'll be in a starfighter uh, again, mm-hmm. um, uh, like he was in the Force Awakens. Um, but I, I, because I, uh, my guess is that because because the Lego set kind of gives away that that um, that Lando's going to have a different co-pilot for the Falcon mm-hmm. um, for that battle. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and I'm hoping that we see some of these other characters from the books. I'm hoping I actually, I really hope, obviously I said, Jess Pava, uh, I hope that we see the rest of the surviving black squadron. I hope we see Sir Linda. I hope we see Kare, um, who are, are also, also from the comics. Um, Sir Linda is actually a really big part of the, the, the book as well. Um, I, I really hope we see snap and Nora, um, and we see, uh, uh, sorry, not Snap, a Wedge and Nora, um, Wedge, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and some other Phantom Squadron members. Um, I, yeah, I I hope that there are some cameos that we're not even that we haven't even thought of that mm, are going to yeah. show up, and it's going to be like, oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. There's a lot of characters that that deserve to to get to get and it's it's all stuff there are these are real cameos in, in the sense that like they will not be mentioned by name they will not be um important to the story of what happens although i th- i think that we might see a couple of characters uh die um that that are that that the fandom will know but i think that it's going to be very much like hey was that so-and-so hey that's an a-wing was that that pilot right like that sort of thing um, I, I, I don't know, like, like alphabet squadron is a, is a big question mark for me. Cause they obviously just released that book. Um, yeah. and alphabet squadron is, is, is a post return of the Jedi story. It's not a, a sequel era story. So, right. um, right. but it's meant to be a trilogy. And the big question mark there is like, are any of those characters still around come resistance era? Um, and and I hope that they are, uh, but it would be really weird with them wanting to do a trilogy to have those characters and some of those characters included in this fight, um, not knowing what their fates are in in the in that series of books. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. The, 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 there's some big question marks there on some of the other EU characters that are going to be included. Uh, but what about the aces? Uh, well, and that's the other thing, right? Like, like yeah. there's no, um, uh, the Colossus, uh, so there's, there is a brief mention. Like I said, there's sort of that list of, of high value targets for the first order like that. Like these are the people that we need to, to stop. And there is a brief mention of, of, um, I can't remember if it was specifically the Colossus or if it was Castellan or whatever, but like there is a reference of like. There, there are people that we gotta that we gotta deal with. Um, so yeah, that's in Resistance Reborn, but but there's a connection there. Um, it's it's hard for me to remember, especially because I went through it so fast. If it yeah. if it was a, in, 
if it was implied or if it was explicit, but, um, but in any case, the connection is there. So I, I have to imagine the other thing is that the star Wars show, when the trailer came out, they mentioned that everybody was like, Oh, they saw some ships from this and that. And some people think they saw the Colossus and I'm like, I didn't see the Colossus. Right, no, I didn't either. I, I scoured that shot looking for the Colossus. I don't think I see it in that shot. But for them to say that on the Star Wars show, it, to me is like, come on. It's yeah. going to be included. It has to be. What's the point of this show if it's not? What is the point? I yeah. don't understand why we care about Star Wars Resistance if the Colossus and the Aces aren't included in this final battle. They have to be. Well, it's look just... at—I mean, here's what you just said a minute ago about like these, the, especially in a battle sequence, you have a lot of these cockpit shots of just, you know, like they, like we saw in the Force Awakens, you'd see Snap doing something like, "Hey, I'm doing this," and then you have another character, and, and sometimes unnamed characters are just, or, or, and you had a bunch of, uh, you know, different species flying. Like, what? Why couldn't you just, if it's the your random. Uh, fighter shot you throw a hype phase on in, in one of these x-wings or torah and and you have the person in the, in the makeup and it looks just like him it's not going to make any difference to 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 your standard audience yeah. and like i said before your fans would go holy crap there's hype phase on from resistance in that fighter and it could be just an innocuous like you said innocuous just standard your standard uh x-wing role you know, hey, I'm covering your six. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why you you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, it doesn't make any difference to the normal audience. They're just like, oh, it's a, it's the X-wing, you know, resistance, whatever. And then all of us are going, oh wow, that's hype, you know, like from this show. So I don't yeah. know. It's just it just seems like you would. It's why why wouldn't you do that? You know? It's yeah, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Yep. I, the only thing I don't know is, are we gonna get? Oh man, I wish we can get Force Ghost Porkins. Man, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to see Porkins in a fighter or Big Dark Lighter. Ah, oh, dang it! But <laughs> yeah. hey, we got a, we got a bunch of other people to to throw in there. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, uh, Resistance Reborn. That's pretty good. That's 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 a high score for you. So for those out there that haven't read it yet, particularly because go. I think most people know that I don't generally like the books or yeah, the expanded exactly. universe stuff. It tends to <laughs> it tends to yeah. annoy me because the storytelling is not the the caliber that i want it to be but uh uh yeah right. yeah yeah, I, yeah it's it's good i think it's i think cool. it's a worthwhile one all right there you go folks uh check it out um but other than that anything else you want to hit before we jump in no let's jump into the recap calculate the jump chop how is my boyfriend doing maybe i can help you I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. All right, here we go. 
episode from beneath uh, a familiar director, uh, Stuart Lee, and written, written by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc White. Here we go. Tor, Cavs, CB23, Orca, and Flicks. Flash, shout out to Dragor 3 in search of fuel uh, of a fuel refinery owned by Flix's cousins. Despite a dangerous storm, they power through as the Colossus has all but depleted its re uh, reserves and will soon be stranded in space. Following a rough landing on Flix's home planet, the long-legged Gozo finds his extreme, uh, extended family and does not receive the warmest of welcomes. Flanks, his cousin, now runs the drilling operation and is less than eager to help, teasing Flix for leaving the planet with the hopes of becoming a cantina singer. Moreover, Flanks soon reveals that they've been deep core drilling, which turns Flix irate. Deep core drilling has always been prohibited and will awaken the dragon. So, my fuel has obviously been an important part of... Mm -hmm. At least, at least this time frame where we're talking about, like from you know the uh, the last Jedi to, I guess right now, um, and the saga at, at this time. Um, like I said, with what happens in the last Jedi and now with the Colossus, uh, they've been doing a lot of stories, not a lot, but a few stories about the fuel and what's going on. Um, so much so that uh, Kaz, Tora, Flix, and Orca are heading through this storm uh, to Flix's home planet on Dragar Three. So we got a new planet. A uh, new planet and a new, actually, new planet and a new species of, uh, I guess, I don't know, creature, monster, what do you want to call it in this episode? So there's this refueling station on Flix's home planet. Um, so we get so we get a lot of stuff with, with Flix's home planet and kind of why he left. And he originally left because he wanted to be a cantina singer, which is kind of funny. Uh, but obviously those plans didn't pan out. And he wouldn't. He's you know he doesn't want to talk about it, but he's not afraid to boast that he has you know good pipes. I guess further in the episode. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't I don't know about this one. This was a kind of a tougher episode for me to get through. Um, mm -hmm. All in all, uh, I mean it was you know it's just another one of those where you kind of like okay it was fine. Um, sometimes I wish there was a little more quote unquote Star Wars, uh, but I keep having to remind myself that you know it's resistance. Um, you know it's we're kind of getting away from some of the Jedi lore and stuff like that, but sometimes I wish they can, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I, I wish like Kaz was somehow more sensitive and, and they would kind of put that into the show, but I don't know if that's where they want to go. But, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? What's, what do you think about this intro here and where we're going? Yeah, I, I was, I was bored to tears by this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's bad. I just think that it's like, it, it, it's, get the fuel <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like like there's a yeah. story to tell and it doesn't have anything to do with dragons on drag or three um yeah yeah I, especially after like the last couple of weeks of of i feel like the engineer was a pretty good episode um and and the two weeks before that were great but the two weeks before that were also like let's go down to a planet and fight a giant monster so it's like, all right, season two, we're, what, this is our fifth, sixth episode? Sixth, sixth yeah. And we've already, and this is our third time fighting a giant monster in an episode that, oh, yeah. you know what? It's hide is too thick for blasters, guys. Like, mm -hmm. did you, do you guys, did you guys know that it's hide is too thick for blasters? Kaz shoots it in the eye at one point and it doesn't do anything. And... I get it that like like we want to have stakes and and stuff, but 
let's uh let's 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 jump back into the movies for a second. Um if you shoot a reek in the face it dies because mm-hmm. you have a blaster bolt and it's an animal. Right? Yeah. Um the the Ackley took a second because Obi-Wan throws the the spear at it and it goes in and it just snaps the spear in half. But then the second he's got a lightsaber, it's done. It's over. Right? Yeah. It just cuts right through it because it's a lightsaber and it's just an animal. Um I don't even like the Nexu doesn't even require that. Like like Padme knocks it down um and hurts it pretty bad. Um, chain, yeah. all, just yeah. by herself, like just by yeah. swinging and kicking it, and then, and then I'm pretty sure that Anakin kills it with the with the reek, right? So no no technology even required on that one. Um, would the Wampa have have fought back against I uh, uh, a blaster? No, if you shoot no, a Wampa with no a way. blaster, it's gonna die. It's, it's just dead, yeah. an animal, right? right um, yeah. Obviously, Luke deals with it with his lightsaber in a different way, but uh, it doesn't come after him after that. I, uh, yeah, I it the the um, I guess the 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 Rathars never really they they we never even really get a chance to shoot at them because they just very quickly kill everyone. Um, they get a tentacle, you know, chopped off just by a door. Yeah, so by a door. Yeah. So, so yeah. Easy. I mean, like, yeah. With with like Chewie's bowcaster probably could have dealt with the Rathdar. Yeah. Um, maybe not. Maybe not a, a standard blaster. Uh, maybe would have taken a few more shots with a standard blaster. They're pretty big, pretty uh, pretty hardy animals. But I think like if you if you shot it well, it's it's hard. Those are they're meatballs with eyes. Like it's and tentacles. It's, <laughs> right. It's yeah. a little bit more difficult, but. Um, like the rancor, maybe you can make an argument that you shoot it a couple of times, but it's always like it's this idea that like, and I think it comes from the idea of like shooting an elephant, right? If you shoot an elephant, it'll keep coming. Um, mm. But if you shoot an elephant in the head, if you shot the an elephant in the eye, the eye would not would not deflect a blaster bolt, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like when the thing deflects a blast, it's like, come on, like it's to me, it's, 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 it's kind of lazy. It's just like it's a, it's a, it's a trope. It's like, oh, it's the indestructible monster. Um, so we got to deal with it in a different way. And they're dragons, whatever. I get it, but at the same time, it's like, come on, like this is this is the third time this season that we're dealing with. And the fourth time in the series that we're dealing with a really big monster that blasters don't work on, so we got to mm-hmm. figure out something else. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it just to me, it's like, do we really need to keep going back to this? Well, is there not is there not some other story that we could tell with this? But um, so it's just, I'm just kind of sitting there going like, all right, fine. That and it's a Flix and Orca episode where Flix and Orca are separated, and it's not Separate, funny. Yeah. It's not yeah, a funny episode. And like the yeah. great thing about Flix and Orca is that they're funny. Right. It's so a, like I was going into this. Yeah. I think yeah. I was going into this with different expectations of like, all oh, right, a Flix and Orca episode. I'm going to like this. And then very quickly it's like, Oh, it's a, this is just a Flix episode. Mm-hmm. Orca is really not that important. Um, and yeah, I mean, he does, I they do miss. end up saving the day, but yeah, I think you like, you're, you're exactly right. That's kind of what you kind of miss is that those two playing off each other, you know, the odd couple, uh, kind of thing where, you know, they riff off each other and that's kind of the, 
far you miss because they're yeah. like you said they're separated the whole time so kind of a little bummer there and they try to give themselves each one a little story and so, you know obviously orca has a lot of the the funny moments with him you know climbing around and falling down and kissing the ground and, and stuff like that but yeah it's definitely better when they're together go ahead mike we'll keep going yeah uh, at that moment they hear a roar but flanks is unmoved don't tell me you still think there are dragons on this barren planet flanks says claiming the sound was just the drill getting stuck Upon inspection, the drill appears offline, and Kaz offers to help fix it in exchange for fuel. So that's really like this. Now we're into the real heart of the the, the plot of this episode. They're going to go down, they're going to fix the drill, and then they're going to mm-hmm. get their fuel. And obviously they do not believe, at least the cousins, uh, um, which is flying, they don't believe in this whole dragon mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And, and, you know, they're going to do this deep drilling, which is, obviously going to awaken or, or you know get this dragon going uh but they don't believe it so they're just going to keep drilling on the lift down flicks recounts a legend that tells of an underground majestic dragons the old gozo flock warned against getting greedy digging too deep and releasing the beast oh there you go uh suddenly kaz and torah think they see something then the elevator rattles. Finally, Flicks pulls the brake, but they don't stop for a short time rocks begin to fall and the lift plummets under the pressure Flix once again stops the descent, but only Tora and Orca escape before it falls once more. Cass, Flix, Flanks, and CB-23 make a desperate jump to safety before the elevator crashes into the ground. Though Ziona lands on the opposite side of the bridge, Flix and Flanks continue to argue about whether a dragon really lurks in the core. You know what I forgot to mention, too, is um, I didn't realize this, that, you know, the the Flix and Flank... Um, their species, what are they, uh, Gozo, Gozos? Yeah. Um, again, this was another Ralph McQuarrie-inspired uh, character mm-hmm. uh, back, I guess, it was a Return of the Jedi days. So, man, this dude, this McQuarrie, they're still pulling from this guy after. I mean, I, who knows how much stuff, uh, you know, uh, renderings and sketches that they have down in this archives that they can still, after 40 years plus, pull from this guy. It's pretty crazy, huh? I mean, it's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, he just... <clears throat> It's a it's a testament to two things. One, how uh, how great he was at creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, his, his artwork was so inspirational and such a big part of what Star Wars became. Um, mm-hmm. and two, it, the, the, the technology at the time was just not capable of keeping up with Ralph McCourty. Like yeah, as, it's his vision. Yeah. Right. As yeah. much as like we get some of the greatest special effects of all time, uh, uh, achieved in the star Wars films, uh, in the original trilogy, I, at the end of the day, there's so much of what M- Ralph McCourty put to on paper, pen to paper, uh, and brush a paper that that was not either wasn't executed fully or or just was was abandoned wasn't used at all um and and now that we have the technology to essentially do anything whether it be animated or or in the live action stuff um there's all this stuff that's coming back and it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic to see that stuff come to life because i think the key there is that it it it's connective tissue to the original trilogy. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the great things about resistance is that it blends all of these new designs together with classically inspired stuff. So you've got 
it actually brings together all three eras um, really well because you've got prequel era aliens on the Colossus, you have sequel uh, era aliens on the Colossus, and you have um, some original trilogy era aliens on the Colossus. And it all, and the ships and everything all kind of blend that all together so that you Mm -hmm. can see like, oh, it's a, the galaxy remembers all of this stuff. Um, yeah. whether the movies represent that or not. Cause I find, I find that, that like in the prequels, we tend to see more prequel era aliens than classic because it's the prequel era and we want to use those new designs. Um, uh, and then in the sequels, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, Oh, we've created these new species. We want to use them. Um, and, and it, and it tends to be like, 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 um, we see all these different aliens in, in the force awakens. Uh, we really don't see that many aliens, I guess in the, in in Canto bite, we see, we see a fair number of aliens, but they all seem very new. Um, and it's like, what do we don't see a Rodian? I think in either movie. Right. And it's like, come on, like, you gotta give us, you gotta give us one, (laughs) right. You gotta give us, you gotta give us one Nikto or, uh, or, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. There, there's uh, that's 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 the connective tissue, right? Um, and it shows that the galaxy is still, um, still the Star Wars galaxy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, that'll be a little bit different in the next one. I, I obviously, Solo and and Rogue One use use classic designs as well. But yeah, yeah, Solo yeah, especially. Solo cool. does some really cool stuff with the classic stuff, but. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm still amazed that uh, man, they're still pulling from this. So it's, it's obviously fantastic, and I'm yeah. glad that they're still, re, you know, kind of honoring his legacy by pulling from them. So anyway, uh, go ahead, my guys. Yeah, I'll continue. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Tora and Orca climb upward while Kaz, just a little scared, tries to find his way around. He stops, however, when he comes face to face with a massive dragon. Kaz freezes, and the creature lets out a mighty roar, but keeps going. It didn't see him. Kaz finds Flicks and Flanks and tells them what he saw. Flanks still refuses to believe, however. Kaz gets to work on the drill, but soon the dragon appears. It can't be, Flanks says, as the beast chases Kaz, snapping at his heels. So, I get the. This is where I get, obviously, um, the Jurassic Park vibe. There yeah. was a shot where he, the, 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 the dragon, the Carnex dragon, he kind of comes down lowers his head to to Kaz's level opens his mouth and you see Kaz in between the teeth and the shot you know looking at him so it just automatically reminded of a shot in in Jurassic Park where the yeah. the T-Rex comes down in front of the car and um yeah so total total Jurassic Park vibes in this in this particular especially obviously with the dragons and all that just a different uh different vibe but yeah i know it was was, you know i don't know if that's a like a direct copy and you know (laughs) or if it's some kind of homage i guess we'll Mm -hmm. go with that but uh definitely got those vibes uh the dragon then turns its attention to flanks grabbing the gozo in its mighty jaws kaz fires but only cb23's light seems to have any impact on the creature before it escapes with flanks into the caverns torah and orca make it back to the surface down below, Kaz, Flix, and CB-23 find the dragon with flanks in its mouth. The creature releases flanks when Kaz delivers a blast straight into its left eye. Above, Tora, Orca quickly hop 
into the shuttle to go save their friends. So there you go. Shoots it right in the eye, lets it go. But it was more about the light, though, right? The CB flashes yeah. his light, and uh, so these dragons, obviously, deep down, uh, are really sensitive uh, sensitive to the light. So that's obviously one of the best ways, obviously the best way to, uh, since the blasters don't do anything, Mike, you got to use other means, and the light seems to do that. So yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Kaz flicks and flanks. Sorry, Kaz flicks, flanks, and CB23 finally find an opening, only to encounter a family of dragons. Kaz thinks, however, that the dragons will be unable to see them if they stay still, and it works. Then, on Orca's signal, Kaz makes a run for a panel and turns on the lights. No, not on on Flix's signal. This is taken from the from StarWars.com, and that's incorrect. Uh, uh, It's on Flix's signal. Kaz makes a run for a panel and turns on the lights. The bright rays stun the creature. Tora and Orca fly into the drill site, and the light from their ship sends the dragons fleeing. Flanks then activates the drill, covering up the caverns and trapping the dragons inside. You know, and there was the other... I totally forgot about that when you just read it. The the whole, if you stay still, they can't see you. Yeah. Obviously, we know where that came from. So a part of me is like, oh, man, you guys are just – it seems like that's almost a little bit of lazy writing too. You're, like, you're just copying drafts apart it's, a little bit. So I don't yeah, know. It, it's interesting to me when they do this because uh, Rebels and Clone Wars did this a lot as well. But I feel like Clone Wars did it – Rebels didn't do it as often. Rebels was more referencing the original Star Wars films. Um, but right. there is obviously – there's the very specific episode with the clones that is a – that is an homage to Jaws. Um, Jaws, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, but yeah. but it is an homage to Jaws in a very subtle, very subtle. roundabout yes. way. Um, yes. By changing so much of the context, and there are a couple of shots like like the ones of like them on the bow with the with the spears and and whatnot. That it's like okay, that's a direct reference to Jaws, but but. Um, it's a it is it is more subtle and it's one of those things where it's like okay it's not kind of hitting you over the head with it it's just it's just fun um and yeah. then and then clone wars did a few of those so in particular it did the the that two-parter in in season six and the lost missions with mace windu and jar jar and that second episode mm-hmm. being very very heavily um indiana jones and the temple of doom inspired but that the both of those episodes were very indiana jones inspired um Mm -hmm. but they were indiana jones inspired in that like they took the setting and they kind of and there was a little bit of uh there was the kalima moment or whatever in in the second episode that was very temple of doom but um again it's much more it's much more subtle i find and then with this it's like this was this is very on the nose um, and it's good. Like, I like it. I like the reference to Jurassic Park and everything, but, but yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I find that like, if you're going to do it, you get one, like you get, you get one main reference and then the rest of it can kind of be overtones as reference. But in this episode, I feel like there were kind of three or four, like, like moments yeah. of, of this is a, a Jurassic Park reference. Um, but it's fine. It's not, it wasn't a big deal. It, it was actually to me the only interesting thing about this episode. So I'm not going to complain too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned the Clone Wars and that was the first thing that came to mind was, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, commandos and the jobs yeah. reference. Like you said, I think it was 
it was subtle enough. Uh, but this one, like, I, for some reason, I just felt like this one was just a little bit too, uh, I guess, on the nose or just copying too much. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. But anyway, uh, we'll finish it out here. Flanks apologizes to Flips for not believing him, and they reconcile. We're family, Flanks says, before they embracing his cousin. Returning to the, to the surface, Flanks uh, stops all work. Uh, they must stop digging so deep, lest they release more dragons. Finally, he commands that they uh, supply Flicks with all the fuel, and he and Strizzy. So finally get to what they needed. Here's the fuel again. They got the fuel, so hopefully now uh, they take that back, and Colossus is going to be okay with fuel. They got the food they need. They got the fuel. So now let's see if this series kind of... I don't know. Starts a little bit. We get to. I, I know. I I was looking around social media last. I don't know. Actually, this morning before we started recording, and a lot of people were like, "Man, you know, where's? You know, I'm looking for a uh, not Torah, but uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the, the defector? Uh, oh, I uh, Tam. Tam. Gosh, dang it! How can I remember miss that? Anyway, everybody was like, you know, where's Tam? I'm kind of, I'm kind of more interested in, you know, what's going on with her and the first order. And I think a lot of us are kind of feeling the same way. Let's, let's get this back into Tam and and what she's going through and and how she's going to deal with this her side that she chose and yeah and Kaz and you know. So hopefully we'll get back to that fairly soon here because we're at episode seven. There's only what 19 episodes, so we're getting close to being halfway already. Um, so we'll see what happens next yeah. week, Mike. What do we got? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I didn't put that part into the into the the recap. The relic raiders. Here oh, we go. The relic raiders. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I think we are going to be getting back into. I think we're actually going to be moving into um, I, some end game type I, I, I stories. stories here. We're gonna it's at least setting up some stuff. So here's the uh, here here's the description that we've got right now. Uh, when Kaz and the team arrive on a mysterious planet to buy supplies, they find the outpost has been abandoned and a secret Sith temple has been raised. So if this is not connected directly into the rise of Skywalker, I will be very surprised. I think this is our first hint at some serious, I, I, I plot stuff for rise of Skywalker. Um, that this is i think this is a big deal i think this is a very very big deal a, a secret sith temple has been raised who would have done that other yeah. than kylo wow yeah this is interesting the when only the, the, the only <laughs> thing that this could be other than kylo is palpatine so it's yeah. going to be connected to one of those two things possibly both but we do know that kylo has his sith stormtroopers in uh, in in Rise of Skywalker, and we don't know what the connection is there and how that's happening. So, yeah. Um, mm. Actually, we've got descriptions for more episodes, so I'm going to read these other descriptions as well, so that we can kind of get a sense of where the season's going. Um, Rendezvous Point is the episode after that. Um, Doza attempts to meet a Resistance pilot from his past. Meanwhile, the pilot has been captured by the First Order. So there we go. I think mm. that'll be a really good chance to get back into Tam's story. Um, sure, and then, yeah. uh, <clears throat> the Vox Vortex 5000, uh, with the Colossus running out of money, hype risks everything by taking the aces to race at Vranky's Casino run by Vranky the Hut. So that, that one should be, uh, should be a fun one. Uh, and we actually, we did see Vranky the Hut in the trailer. Um, 
Uh, and then Kaz's curse. A pirate curses Kaz, causing him danger at every turn. Kaz is soon forced to seek Mika Gray for help, but Kaz's curse gets worse when the Guavian Death Gang appears. That's awesome, because the Guavian Death Gang have those great outfits. Uh, And then uh, station to station, Kaz and Niku sneak into a First Order refueling station in order to take an important piece of tech, but their plans go awry when they run into Tam and General Hux. Whoa. There we go. So that one is that's December fifteenth. That's actually that's the that's the episode before Rise of Skywalker drops. So uh, that yeah. obviously that's going to be very connected in. Um, and then uh, the missing agent we don't have a title for uh, breakout. Or sorry, not we don't we have a title, but we don't have a description. And then breakout we also don't have a description for um but yeah so that's it that's basically everything through the end of the year i think that's through december 29th um mm. i don't know man i, I, sounds, I good. sounds like some good episodes coming up so uh yeah. as much as this one was not the greatest um it's not that it was bad it was just kind of eh. it was just kind of it was it was very much um it was like that episode in season i want to say is that season four season three or four it's three because they're on Adelon. In season four, they don't have Adelon anymore as a base. Um, right? Is that correct? Yeah, because at the end of season three, it gets destroyed. So in season yeah. three, when uh, it's that AP5 chopper and Zeb uh, and the the the, oh, yeah. the, the bounty hunter <laughs> yeah. droid comes to, to the to the base, um, yeah. that episode where it's like, was it a bad episode? No. I mean, like, it had some cool action. It was a it was a it was a fine standalone story. But it didn't do anything to mo- move the characters forward, and it didn't move do anything to move the plot forward. So, at the end of mm-hmm. the day, this one at least we get some fuel. So now we know that we've got fuel, and they got a lot of fuel. So hopefully oh, yeah. that means yeah. we're going to be okay for tangers. a while. But um, <clears throat> and we won't have to do another refueling episode for a while. But uh, but yeah, um, cool. So that's it. That's it for this that's week. It. That's everything. Uh, thank you yeah. guys for listening. Uh, obviously, tune in to Faster More Intense later this week with our debut episode. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoy it, um, and uh, and 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 definitely like like hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Star Wars FMI is is where you can find that facebook.com slash Star Wars FMI and at Star Wars FMI on Twitter. Let us know what you thought of the first episode of The Mandalorian. Um, uh, we definitely want yeah. everybody's feedback to talk about that. Um, uh, faster, more intense is going to be a little bit of a different, uh, format. It'd be, it'd be somewhat familiar, but we're not going to have like a recap in front of us necessarily, um, to go through. We're just going to kind of talk about the episode and, and, uh, and give our, our impressions and, and, and a review, uh, uh, more yeah. so than, than sort of the, the scene by scene breakdown recap. Um, just because it's an hour long show and that would take a while to get through. But uh, but but that's coming uh, coming in hot on Wednesday morning. So look forward to that. Um, of course, if you want to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news, you can do that by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebels podcast and on Twitter at rebels podcast. Uh, and of course, you can follow me on. Uh, oh, sorry. You can also follow us on Instagram at rebel cells. 
Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at The Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Um, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to Thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And uh, and if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com and picking up some merchandise. And second, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to pledge your um, to kick in with your monthly pledge of support um, and get cool rewards like early access to the Thunderquack podcast and our uh, official Facebook group. Um, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next week for the episode what was the title of it again the relic raiders (laughs) relic raiders Raiders. see you guys next week